Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Game Face. I am Richard the Razor Ewing, and I'm here with my co-host, Mike the Shoe Schumann. We do this on Mondays at 7 o'clock, and welcome. We hope you got your game face on because I have mine on. Mike, you got yours on? I do, actually, and I'm having to throw a hat on because I haven't had a haircut in 90 days and uh, had a couple of, uh, not compliments, but people saying, dude, get a haircut. Well, this and is the thing. I, I, I'm looking at my face in the screen right now, and I think I said this last week, but I'm going to say it again. I have an inclination to just go – and in parting, we bid you love, peace, and soul. <laughs> soul train, baby. Don oh, Cornelius. man, it's just, oh. Okay, so, so I'll let you, well, I'll let you go ahead and start off the topic, because this week has just been amazing. Well, I, we got to start off with what's been happening. Uh, George Floyd, of course, was murdered back in um, Minneapolis. And it's just created uh, protests, looting, damaging property all over the nation, and I think when you've been sequestered for 90 days, you got a lot of pent-up anxiety anyway, and a lot of it's coming out in the wrong form. And uh, it's just so sad. And uh, so I think we got to go back and talk about Colin Kaepernick. 2016, he started kneeling and doing his protests about police brutality towards people of color. And... I'm seeing now more journalists, TV, radio people apologizing to Colin for not, you know, jumping on his bandwagon, so to speak, back then. And instead of, you know, worrying about the way he was protesting, now they're realizing what, why he was protesting. Mm -hmm. So it's, uh, you know, and all of a sudden he's back in the news. Everybody's saying this is a perfect time for an NFL team to hire him. And uh, tell you the truth, I think the NFL is almost beneath Colin now. He's got a higher purpose. You've got to give him credit because what he was standing up for, we're now seeing in full bloom. You know, i tell you something. I have to publicly come out and apologize to Colin Kaepernick. And one of the reasons why is because at that time, I was never against his message. However, I was against the platform that he used because I kind of felt like, okay, you know what? You signed a contract. You know, you, you, you're, you're a product of the NFL. That's mainly what you're supposed to be doing when you're out there wearing a the uniform out there on the field. But now I kind of look at it and, like I said, I apologize to him because I understand why he chose the platform he chose. It was because, really, it was probably the best way he was going to get his message out, okay, other than that. So right. I respect, I can, I, and now, and after what revelations we've had in the last, you know, uh, uh, you know, week and a half, uh, I can see why he did what he did. But I also think that, that him doing this basically opened up really what a lot of people tried to act like just wasn't, just wasn't here. You know, people were very just kind of nonchalant about it. They kind of took this attitude like, well, you know, I, I haven't really seen this in my time. So why do I have to pay attention to it? Well, you have to pay attention to it because really at the end of the day, this is about human lives being taken. That's what this is about. So it doesn't matter if, if, I mean, people say, you know, black lives matter. And they're right, black lives do matter, okay? I'll tell you something else. White lives matter. Asian lives matter. Spanish people matter. 
If anybody dies, it matters, okay? And I'll tell you something else. My message to anybody that takes another man's life is this. If you do that, you are part of the human stain, okay, that reduces who we are as a people. Because you're not just 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 taking a person's life. You are you are hurting the worst race of all in this <laughs> situation, and that is the human race. I mean, kill your brother? Come on, man. Where you at? Well, I, I agree with you, and you know, you talk about the different, uh, you know all lives matter, so to speak. But I think the police brutality against the African-American male, especially, is uh, what Colin was concentrating on. And I think what he also did, almost subconsciously, not subconsciously, but I think subconsciously to everybody that was paying attention, he opened up a platform for athletes to speak. You know, they, uh, all celebrities have a platform. And, you know, like Michael Jordan was kind of chastised because he never stood up for anything. I've noticed that he stood up all of a sudden for this. Right. So it, Colin kind of opened that door for athletes to use it as a platform to make a difference. You know, LeBron's always been pretty good about it. And, uh, you know, so I, I think he needs to get credit, number one. And then Jed York, the owner of the 49ers, donated a million dollars to uh, social injustice causes. Yeah, I saw and that. Eric, and then Eric Reed, who came out and, you know, was also basically run out of San Francisco because he knelt with Colin. Right. Ended up signing with the Panthers, but they let him go. You know, he said to York, basically, we don't want your money. Where were you four years ago, you know, to back us up? You know, and Jed did, you know, stand for and let Colin, you know, do what he was going to do, you know. But – and then Colin opted out because John Lynch basically told him, you know, we're not going to resign. So he opted out of his contract. And he hadn't been in the league since. So I, I think Colin deserves some credit. Mm -hmm. And I was like you. I didn't like the way he used the flag. And that was kind of the mistake he made, I think. And kneeling, you know, during the national anthem. But, you know, he chose to do what he did. He changed it from sitting to kneeling. And uh, did, call, you know, force a lot of awareness that normally would not have been there. So Colin Kaepernick deserves some credit. And uh, I'm not sure he'll ever get back in the league. And like I said, I think the NFL is beneath him because he has a higher cause now. So, well, I say one thing. I gotta disagree with you though when when you say that he was kneeling for the flag. I don't believe that. I believe that No no no. He was kneeling during the anthem during which the included anthem. the flag. It was it was right, so. well no, I disagree. I don't I don't think he was I don't think he was pointing to the flag for me. I think the kneeling was as you stated earlier, I think it was because of the the you know, the brutality against people of color in the in the country. That's what it really was about. And I no, think I understand. I understand that. Right. Uh, and I think a lot of people took it out of context. They started saying no. that it was the flag. Yeah, exactly. And that was the issue. Because okay. it's you you're either for them or against them when you pick a, a situation like that. Right. Because it became it became a big deal. You had you had the president saying he should be fired and Right. You know, all, all the, the sons of bitches who kneel. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And all this other stuff. And then you had people from the military thinking it was personal and all this. And it was just kind of like, guys, come on. You guys are missing the main point of what he's trying to say. Well, um, that was the issue because a lot of athletes hadn't ever stood up for, especially a man of color, like he did. Yeah. You know, so you got to give him credit, you know. And uh, I don't want to say he's getting the last laugh because this is not a laughing matter. But no. Now he's seeming a lot more relevant.
All right, let's move on real quick. Uh, while we're down to the 49ers, George Kittle, their tight end, last year of his contract. I think he's due to make like 857 grand, which is not chump change, but he's one of the better players in the league. And the Niners are offering him tight end money. For instance, tight ends are paid in the 10 to $14 million range, whereas wide receivers go up to $20 million. So now Kittle's agent wants wide receiver money, even though he's classified as a tight end. So they could, you know, let him play out next year, franchise him the following year. I mean, this could get into a pissing match that would just be ugly for George and the team, especially when the Super Bowl window is right now. So, so okay, wait a minute. So, so help me, help me to understand this. Okay, you're telling me that George Kittle, one of the best receivers in the game right now. Okay, there is a there is a, a, a discrepancy as far as him possibly being a Niner for life, possibly being a Niner for the next, I don't know, six to seven seasons, maybe even possibly going to the Hall of Fame as a 49er, all because of a contract deal? Well, it's not unusual, as you know. And, well, I know it's not unusual, but I'm just saying, if I'm, if I'm Lynch, if I'm, you know, if I'm the head coach, that's a deal you get done. You don't – I mean, I don't understand how, how it is that, that you have players – that produce like a George Kittle, and they do what they do, and now all of a sudden, within a year or maybe half of a year, half a few months, all of a sudden, you're not even sure if he's going to be a Niner the next two seasons. I mean, well, it's a, a salary structure. You know, like Buckner got let go, is making eighteen to twenty million as a defensive tackle. You know, and George is moving the chains. So there's a salary structure that he has to fight against as a tight end because they're kind of locked in at a certain price. And then uh, if the NFL does not play this year, the salary cap will go probably down because they didn't make income in 2020 from $198 million to maybe $150 million. So if you're going to sign Kittle to $20 million a year, You'll have to let go of five or six players at a lesser salary or another big-name player to keep him on the roster. So it becomes more financials than – and I'm not sure I give him that money yet either. I think they want to wait and see if they're going to play because that will dictate what the cap's going to be next year. So they're just being a smart businessman right now, the 49ers. I, there's no way they, don't, they let George Kittle go. He's going to get signed. He might not get the money he wants or – you, you slot him at that 10 to 14 and give him 20 million signing bonus to make up for the difference. And the signing bonus won't count at, towards the cap as much. So I think there, there's no way they let a guy like him go. But the way he plays, he's an injury waiting to happen. Hmm. The way he runs over people, jumps up and hurdles people, flips, blocks. You know, so he's at a position that, uh, you know, he can get hurt. So. A lot going on there. If I had to guess, I said there's no way they let George Kittle go. Because, okay. you know. So, but this is the other thing. The other thing is you have to put in question how they're going to go about orchestrating the operations of day-to-day, you know, play. Because we know that right now we're in the middle of COVID-19. And that's been a hot topic and a subject that's caused not just NFL, but MLB, uh, NHL is trying to come back, NBA. You know, UFC's already come back. But – the structure for each one of those franchises can't all be the same because they all uh, have their operations different. You got right. the, the NBA is already setting up shop. They haven't talked, but they are. They're setting up shop in Orlando. Most likely they'll probably resume the season there. 
Um, you already got players coming out and saying, well, you know what? You know, if we're going to play, Damian Lillard recently just came out and said, look, if we're going to play, you know, we should be playing for something. Okay. So my whole deal. He said he wouldn't, he wouldn't play if he wasn't in the playoffs. Right. Because they, they figure, Hey, based on the schedule, based on everything that's happened this season, they should be. No, I agree. And I think that the 22 team tournament or whatever the number is going to be is the way to go for them because they've already played two thirds of their season, but major league baseball and uh, I like the accidental segue there you just had. Yes, I did. Uh, yeah, you're very good at those. Um, <laughs> Major League Baseball went to, back to the Players Association. They said, no, we're not playing 114 games. Now they've come back with 50 games, prorated salaries, with an option for the player to decide whether he wants to play or not. So a guy like you you were just talking about, hey, I don't want to get COVID-19, take it home to my family, jeopardize, you know, all that for only 50 games when you normally play 162 and they haven't even started. So they're talking about July to October, 50 games, and now both sides have got to come to an agreement on that. And it's a prorated salary. So it's going to be interesting. I mean, if I'm a baseball player, I'm normally playing 162. You got the playoffs and this, that, and the other. You know, 50 games is spring training plus 10 games. Well, and you got, you got, you got some of those players that are, that are also stating that they're not going to take any more pay cuts either. They're just no. like, hey, look, you know what? You look, we've already agreed to a contract. Now you want right. to take a certain amount. We've agreed to that. Now you want to take some more. I, I can't even think of the player's name. He's probably one of the most popular players in the M- MLB right now. Um, but he, he came out and just flat out said, okay, look, we are not taking any more pay cuts. No, and uh, I don't blame them. And but at the same time, owners are saying, "Well, we're not, you know, we're not getting uh, attendance. We're not getting this. We're not getting that." And it made me think: of all these leagues, do they have a stipulation in that contract with, say, season ticket holders, uh, network contracts, local contracts, that if we have an epidemic like we have a pandemic, does that alter everything else? And I doubt that any of those leagues has that written into their contract. Well, so, because you got season ticket holders, like we talked about last week, PSLs at the Chase Center, hey, I want my money back. I yeah. got season tickets to the A's game. I want my money back. You know, so it's going to be uh, interesting to see. And the A's were the first team to come out and say they're no longer going to pay their minor league players. That, to me – was probably the most, and I'm trying to think, I, you know. The most the open question, thing they've ever Yeah, done. but the question you got to ask yourselves when they made the decision to do that, you know, uh, you know, is, is A, are the A's becoming the Raiders? You know, I mean, I'm trying to understand because, you know, these guys seem like. Raiders will spend money. Yeah, well, that's my point. It's like, okay, and we're not talking about a slouchy team. We're talking about a team that's competing. You're right. So it's right. like, okay, if they're competing and they're not getting paid, what do they get if they're not competing? They're probably, I mean, this is Well, I think, too, like, if you're a, an organization, a pro, we'll take the A's. <laughs> All right, we're hemorrhaging money. Where do we make a cut? And that would have been my last choice. Those guys make 500 bucks a week in the minor leagues. They said It, it would have cost him a million dollars to pay off all three minor league A's. Right. Head. Right. It was, it was estimated. Billion. Yeah, the estimated cost was two million, I think. Yeah. Because so, they, and then like David Price, I can't remember what team he's with the Nationals. I think he's going to pay 
he's going to pay the minor league players the money that's getting taken away from them. So I see that, you know, every pro franchise has to find a way to cut. you got to furlough your announcers. You're seeing it in sports radio now. Guys are working two weeks, off two weeks. You know, they're not getting paid. And they're kind of mixing matches to host. So everybody's having to do this. But uh, when you have billionaire owners in every sport, you know, to cut a guy making 500 bucks a week is just ridiculous. So, but because they were the first ones to do it, you know, they got hit the hardest with the uh, blowback and the repercussions. What did so, they expect? They didn't really no, expect, I know. I they know. didn't really expect that nobody wasn't going to see. You're talking about uh, a franchise that did what they did to that minor league. And then you look back at these guys and say, okay, so help us to appreciate. You cut your costs with the minor league and you can't even pay your rent? I mean, come on. That's just ridiculous, dude. That's just – come on. You, you mean tell me Mr. Fisher doesn't have enough money to pay rent? How, how much money is – doesn't Mr. Fisher own the gap? He I mean, did. Come on, man. You, you, got, you got all this money, but, but you can't – not only can you not pay your rent, but you can't even pay your minor league players, man. Come on. That's just – all right, well, to follow up, the rent is going to be paid. It was just a, uh, a date kind of thing. and uh, But I agree with you. To cut off the minor league guys is just like, really, you know, because those guys get their money up front when they sign their contracts. And, you know, and then they make 500 bucks a week, but they get fed on the road and everything. So they're losing right. not only 500 bucks, they're losing meal money, uh, room and board. It's just uh, – I, I don't know. It's just like stabbing a guy in the back who, you know, works for you. And yeah. uh, it's, it's unfortunate. So, Okay, so I'm going to move over to back to where we were. And the reason why I'm going to do this is because we've seen the backlash of what's happened concerning, you know, the George, George Floyd thing. We know that back uh, a few – I'm going to say a few, probably well over a decade ago, Rodney King had a similar situation. And you saw riots in L.A. as well. But I think about, you know, guys like Rodney King, guys like, you know, uh, Colin Kaepernick, uh, George Floyd, you know, Trayvon Martin. Um, and, and then I also can go back as far as to the Olympics. You know, when two African-American males, you know, basically in solidarity ra raised their fists, you know, in the air. Tommy and, Smith. Yeah, yeah. And, and they were local. They were here in the Bay Area. Yeah, San Jose was the yeah. track and field center of the world back then. Right, right. But it, it just goes to show that whenever you, you do that, whenever you stand for these injustices, then now all of a sudden we're going we're gonna to quarantine your thought. We're going to put that over in the corner. We're going to make sure nobody, nobody pays too much attention to that. Or if we can, that's what we're going to do. You consider the fact that what's happened in the last week means that, no, you're not going to do that because why? Because – we're living in a time now, okay, of, you know, recording devices, okay? In other words, you can't keep this from the public, okay? In other words, everybody in this country knows that racism exists now, okay? And by the way, the world knows, because now you got protests in Germany, you got protests in Italy. Oh, it's everywhere. It's, it's global. Everywhere. Right, right. So, so, in other words, the, the screen curtain's been pulled back, Okay. All right. The guy who's really running Oz is being seen. We can see him now. OK, so this is not about if, ands or maybe anymore. And, you know, the real the sad part is there's there's businesses out there that are being destroyed that don't deserve any other backlash from this. The real culprits 
unfortunately, some of them still haven't been arrested, which I'm I'm shocked and surprised. I'm like, wow, really? Y'all, y'all, that's how y'all roll? Y'all just let me walk around like, you know, hey, you know, like like nothing really happened? I mean, well, I, saw, I saw the video, Mike, and I'll tell you something. The one thing the video doesn't show, it doesn't show, you know, it from the entire the entire view of what was going on. Because the one thing that was interesting that I saw when I, I took one side of it is that they, he had he had basically three people on his back. No, I saw that video. Yeah, yeah, yeah he did. And those three are yet to be arrested. Right. And I'm and he had the one guy standing there observing and telling people, oh, he's this, he's that. I'm like, dude, the guy is on the ground. He's subdued. Okay, he's got he's in camp. He can't move. All you gotta do is pick him up and put him in the car and take him, take him to jail. That's all you gotta do now. Yeah, I know. It's uh, it's unbelievable. That cop that got arrested, uh, his wife left him the next day. Oh really? That, <laughs> that could be no, but that could be to protect their money in civil suits because he's gonna get sued and uh, he's going to prison. And if uh, state prison, a cop, I'm not gonna give him a whole lot of time. Uh, you know, so. Well, this, this is the thing. For a situation like this, I, there's two things that's, that's probably going to happen. One, he's not going to get a, a fair trial no matter where he goes. Okay. Uh, the second thing is they can't put him in general pop because he won't last a day. Yeah, but yeah, it'll be interesting. I'll just say that. So he's about to go through hell himself. What he put George Floyd through, you know. So yeah. uh, just one of the most disgusting things I've ever witnessed. And you and I talked about it before we came on. Racism never went away. It's just getting filmed now. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's just, this is kind of what's going on. So sad state of affairs we're in. You know, we thought this COVID virus was bad. Now this explodes all over the world. And uh, not the distraction we were looking for. No, just no, so, no. Then, what did, what did you worse, you know, a lot of the, it's white kids who are looting and damaging property, you know. So it's not African-Americans. So I've seen video of African-Americans yelling at these people to quit damaging this because they're going to blame us. And yeah. you even said George Floyd's uh, girlfriend or wife's shop got looted also. And, yeah, they destroyed uh, it. It's like, you know, it's just, it's ridiculous. And uh, I saw the Oakland police today saying that we just don't have enough policemen. You know, guy, guy had a shop, got torn apart. He goes, I called him. They said, we can't, we don't have anybody to send them. So they're understaffed because they're all sitting out in front of uh, City Hall. I don't know if you saw Oakland today. There must have been 10,000 people out there in front of City Hall. It's a peaceful protest. but And uh, so curfews everywhere, and it's just a sad state of affairs in America right now. And sports is what brought us all together. Right. You know? And without that, you know, it's, uh, it's uh, interesting. Because I saw a lot of guys posting that, you know, white guys like myself who played sports and you know, in the NFL back then was probably 60-40. Now it's probably 80-20 African-American. You know, and I was a minority in my position, wide receiver. They only kept one white guy. So I played along guys that were on time, hard workers, good guys, good moral upstanding. You know, and uh, so I think uh, that's what sports does for a lot of people. It shows you that all kind of people can come together for one cause. And we're missing that in society right now. And, and I'm not saying that's the reason for all this, but it definitely helps. Well, I tell you something. I also think that really, when it comes down to it, it's it's back to really understanding that what what really matters. I mean, right. personally myself, I I'd like to see the bouncing ball for basketball right about now. You know what I mean? Right. It would be it would be a fresh perspective. It would it would 
it would allow us to regain what I think we once had, even though it may not have been pure, okay? But still, it allowed us to forget about it for a while. You know what I mean? Right. Um, until this guy does what he does, and now we're reminded of the ugly ugliness of what it means and what it is to us. But I also think that that you know, you were talking about you know the Warriors opening up operations. You know, five players showing up to to practice, and you know these are highlights I'd like to talk about because, like I said, it allows us to really focus more on those things. It's sad what happened. And it's sad that we got to live in this type of environment. But I think at the end of the day, it's still back to individuals understanding what they really need to do. You know, if, 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 I, if I was afraid of you, Mike, you being a Caucasian man, if I was afraid of you, then that would cause me to do things that would cause us not to be together and it would separate us. But if I took the time to get to know you as a person, see, now all of a sudden the fear starts to go away. Why? Well, because I know Mike Schumann. I know Mike Schumann the person. I know who he is. I know what he likes. I know what he dislikes. Um, I know what takes him off, so I don't want to do that. <laughs> okay, so, right. so well, I, you know. I agree with you there. There's just one race, the human race. But I think with African-American men and, and white cops, you know, it's an issue. It's always been an issue. And, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, this COVID-19, we've talked about it. It was kind of a reset, you know, on our lives. And I think this is almost also kind of a reset, you know, in terms of health and uh, racism and just all coming together for one common cause to, number one, beat the virus, number two, to have a little, you know, gut check for everybody that, hey, we got to get along or, you know, nothing's going to happen. That's right. In other words, billionaires will lose their businesses. The ability to go from point A to point B will stop. In order for us to be able to help each other out, you know, as far as our health and well care of our families, all of that ceases and it stops. Right. Because we'll be spending way too much time trying to obliterate one another, which right. to me is just senseless. Okay. In other words, I, Richard Ewing, want to be a human being on this planet and be able to live and walk and grow every day and help my family. Mike, I'm sure you want to do the same. And because you're my friend, I would never try to stymie what you're trying to do. Because yeah. that, 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 wouldn't, that wouldn't help either one of us, for one thing. Because instead of me focusing on trying to help my family do I'm, I'm too busy trying to slow you down. That's just stupid. Uh, well, and, and, and we're a good example. We're kind of, I joke, ebony and ivory on the air. There you go. <laughs> we don't agree, and that's what makes it, I think, interesting to other people. But yet, we have enough respect for each other. You know, not to, so, you know, uh, somebody, Jason Whitlock just got let go by uh, Fox Sports 1. You know, people were saying, oh, great, he, he was an idiot anyway. No, just because you disagreed with his takes doesn't mean he's an idiot. And that's a simple form of just what we're talking about. Right. You know, we've lost the ability to understand that everybody has a different opinion or a different take, but you can't judge them. That's his take. Your yes. upbringing gave you what takes you have, and, by, and same with me. So I just think it's a couple, you know, we got to start to get along for a lot of different reasons. And. Maybe out of all this, you know, uh, something will come of it, hopefully, because otherwise we're going to hell in a handbasket. So okay. that's all I got to say. Okay, well, this is the thing. This is Game Face. We got about a few more minutes, and we're going to shut it down to next Monday. I do want to bring back something that we had before on one of our other shows. I want to bring back uh, Pros and Joes. Ah, yes. 
I mean, that's that that's something that I that we we started and it worked out. It was good, right. and I think we should go back to that. What do you think? And pros and Joes being, we have a couple of pros on, and we have just normal Joes on, right? And, uh, you know, can ask the pros question, and we had a young man on. He was very. Very astute with his sports knowledge and wasn't afraid to call us out. So that was a, it was a lot of fun. So yeah, it was. Of course, it was. Yeah, and of course. Back, we'll, right, and back to your point about people having different takes. There you go. Okay, right. So, so you know, just because you know you, you don't agree with me doesn't mean we can't get along. No, so, right. Because we're not going to agree on everything. That's it. No. Hell, we don't agree on anything. But uh, no, we probably don't. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. Always a pleasure. Uh, you can catch us on the Believe Network. And uh, Game Face is the name with Razor in the Shoe. And uh, I'm really enjoying this. And uh, see you next week, buddy. Okay, my friend. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.